Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. What's up, everybody? It's been a little bit since we put out an episode, but I had some time tonight, which is not always the case. And we began the show back when the Las Vegas Aces were on the brink of a WNBA title. And here we are a little over a year later in the same exact scenario. Earlier tonight, the Aces went up two to nothing on the New York Liberty, putting them one win away from becoming back-to-back champions, which would be the first time in two decades plus. The LA Sparks were the last team to do it, and now the Aces are looking to be the same. Screaming from the sidelines, Greg Silver, as always. And look, I want to talk about these Aces because all season long, they've been so damn impressive. And I know that the episodes haven't been coming out at the usual rate, with all the WNBA content, but there's a lot to unpack here in a short amount of time. And I think what we've seen with Las Vegas is they had their little rough season stretch, like they're in the middle, and Becky Hammond even acknowledged this, and we're going to get to that a little bit later. But around that time, the Aces' depth, or lack thereof, was being framed as an issue for this team that was going to catch up to them. And the whole time I was saying... I don't think that's the case at all. And you got to look for something to talk about with this team. And this episode is not for me to go, ha ha, I told you also, especially because I was not really saying any of this publicly. I mean, unless you count Twitter, which is sort of like shouting into a giant black hole. Outside of that, it was really just a back and forth text exchange I had with my brother that became a little bit of an inside joke about how the Aces don't have any depth, but their fourth best player is Jackie Young, or maybe some nights it's Kelsey Plum, who is one of the best in the entire league. And the bottom line is those core four are ridiculous. I'm not even counting Candace Parker in this discussion, who is out with a foot injury right now. So if they were fully healthy, they'd be an even larger monster. No team has ever come back from two to nothing in a best of five in WNBA playoff series history. All 17 times a team has gone up 2-0, they have gone on to win the series. The Aces did it last year in the finals against the Connecticut Sun, lost Game 3, and then finished the job in Game 4 in Connecticut. Here's the deal. If the Liberty come back, which they could because they're a great team, I think the discussion will turn into the Aces' stars not delivering or Sandy Brundello outcoaching Becky Hammond. But I don't think it's going to be because the Aces don't have the girls to get it done. Those four, and I'm talking about Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, and Jackie Young, are so great. And Jackie Young's improvement from last season to this season is scary when you think about the fact that she was a number one overall pick just a few years back. And when you have four like that, the depth concern is not as big of a deal as it might get made out to be, unless one of those four is dealing with an injury or is just going through the most freakish slump ever. But if they just show up and be their solid selves, that is still probably the best team in the league. And I think tonight that's exactly what you saw because the Aces were having fun out there. They were up 38-19 to after the first quarter. 
38 points marks the most that they had scored in a quarter all season. And they had one possession where the ball was just moving around. The shot clock was dwindling. And Chelsea Gray ended up hoisting a giant three-pointer that drilled, and she jumped up in the air to celebrate. And this was after about four passes in the final five seconds of the shot clock. It was just that kind of night for them. And you could tell they meant business on their home floor. They've done this before, and they knew what had to get done. So why was I never really concerned about this depth issue when it was becoming a point of discussion in the middle of the season? Well, I just said it. They've done the championship journey. Like All of these players have gone through the grueling journey of a playoffs, and they did it last year, and now they're doing it again with probably a better team that they had to face than any of them from last year. And they got the home court advantage, and they showed up after losing a few to the Liberty. If you count that Commissioner's Cup championship, that was not the finest showing for Las Vegas. Listen, you want to peak at the right time, they're peaking at the right time. And I want to talk about a U2 song and say it like that in elevation because, man, everybody's taking care of business at the right time. Time And the stats are showing that they have kicked it into another gear. I mean, not only are the aces coming out firing, like tonight, Asia Wilson had 26, Jackie Young 24, Kelsey Plum 23. Those three collectively scored 73 points. The Liberty as a team had 76. And then if you account for that big four, adding Chelsea Gray in there, who had 11 assists tonight, Well, they combined for 91 points as a unit in Game 1 and 87 points in Game 2. By the way, I think it was 99 total points in Game 1, so we're talking 8 bench points. Yeah, I don't think the depth is going to be too much of a problem. And tonight it did help, but ended up running away with it. 178 points total between those four through two games. Just a massive sum and the most by a quartet of teammates in a two-game span in WNBA playoffs history. They have yet to drop a playoff game all postseason is the Las Vegas Aces. And what are we going to talk about with the Liberty? Well, they were struggling a little bit, and they have the players. This is not about insulting Brianna Stewart, a Sabrina Ionescu, a Courtney Vandersloot, a Jonquil Jones, but... Stewart was limited to 14 points tonight on 6 of 17 shooting, and Ionescu and Vandersloot struggled collectively, 19 points total for a combined 5 of 19 shooting. In fact, if you take away the bright spot of Jonquil Jones, who did give the Liberty a little bit of a spark in that second quarter, she finished with 22 and 10. Take away her 8 of 12 shooting, then those other four starters went a collective 15 of 51 They all had plus-minus marks in the negative 20s. All in all, a night to forget for Sandy Brandello and this squad. And Becky Hammond, we just mentioned it at the beginning. She had a quote that said, We had our little rough stretch, and we should. Every team should have a rough stretch. And you shouldn't go through the season just skipping along. When you hit the rough patches, you get to see what you're made of, and I know what this team is made of. I think she's pretty confident about going to New York. And I'm not saying the Liberty can't do it. Sabrina has been an instant star since coming into the league. Brianna Stewart has been a winner for her entire life. 
Courtney Vandersloot is a champion. John Quall Jones is an MVP, and she felt the pain of losing in the finals to the same Las Vegas Aces core last year. But I talk about it in the Explain It in WNBA Terms episode. Are the New York Liberty kind of another rendition of the 2010-2011 Miami Heat? Great team, incredible stars, just might need at least a year before you can put it all together. They're facing a squad in the Aces that got even better from last season. And Candace Parker's not even part of this playoff run. I mean, that's what we're really talking about. Sabrina Unescu in her first finals hasn't been the best. Courtney Vandersloot struggling a little bit. Brianna Stewart by her freakish top one to two player in the entire world standards hasn't been anything special out there. Whereas her counterpart, Asia Wilson, well, she has. And with the Aces and their four stars, yes, they're the favorites. But what needs to be said with this four is that greatness transcends. They deserve credit for rising to the occasion. I mean, we're going through the MLB playoffs right now, and we're seeing juggernauts get knocked off left and right. I'm in the Bay Area. A lot of people are happy about the Dodgers going down to the Diamondbacks, getting swept. The Dodgers have 211 wins in the last two seasons and just one total postseason victory to account for all that. That's got to be a pretty deflating feeling. And you could say I'm comparing apples to oranges by talking about a different sport over another different sport. But the sentiment is all there, that you have to rise to the occasion. And because the Aces went through this last year and have been able to get it done, I had no doubt that they were going to show up and take care of business. And that was illustrated perfectly by when the Liberty made a little bit of a push in the second quarter. The Aces were up 19 after the first period, and then it got all the way down to six at the very end of the second quarter before being an eight-point margin headed into halftime. And instead of panicking, they just relaxed. They knew New York was going to make their punch. They came out in the third quarter. And Asia Wilson couldn't miss for the life of her in the mid-range. So the greatness has transcended. Is the job finished? To quote the late, great Kobe Bryant, no, of course not. You're up 2-0, and the job's not finished. But it needs to be recognized that the Aces, with what they've done, led by this group of Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, reigning finals MVP, Chelsea Gray, and two-time MVP Asia Wilson, they clearly have a level of comfort together. And when you have that level of greatness, nothing else matters. We'll see what happens this weekend in Game 3. I do expect the Liberty to take one game. They are a prideful team. They have too many incredible players. And yes, this series could turn around if Sabrina Ionescu gets hot from three-point range. You got Maureen Johannes, who's taking one-legged threes and going all over the place in that regard. John Paul Jones has been great. Courtney Vandersloot is one of the all-time great passers in this league and has a whole load of experience, won a championship in Chicago just two, three years ago. But that is where we're at in today's WNBA. And I mentioned the Bay Area. I could not be more thrilled about a franchise coming to the Bay in 2025. It should be great stuff. 
And maybe by then, there will be a new juggernaut. But right now, this is the Las Vegas Aces League and their league only. That's going to do it for this short episode of Screaming from the Sidelines. And I'm glad I was able to take the time to do a quick one tonight and talk about just all of the perceptions and the aura around what's going on with this Las Vegas team because this group of girls is special. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.